Hello and welcome to the Fit to Transform podcast, where you learn how to train and diet effectively and, most importantly, how to maintain those results for life, once and for all. I'm Nikias Tomasiello, a transgender training and nutrition coach working online with anyone who's ready for a true lifestyle transformation anywhere they may be in the world. As a friendly reminder, any and all information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult with your doctor before implementing any changes to your diet and exercise program. With that disclaimer out of the way, thank you for being here. Now grab yourself a cup of tea or pre-workouts and enjoy. Yo, welcome back to the podcast. In this solo episode, I want to talk to you about warming up for a resistance training session so that you can get the most out of that session. In my experience, warm-ups are either overestimated or underestimated in that some people would spend 20 to 30 minutes, if not more, warming up, which is unnecessary. On the other hand, some people would step into the gym spend 30 seconds on a treadmill and go straight into their first working set of a resistance training session. Neither approach is ideal. But before I can talk you through potentially a better approach, I want to cover what a warm-up is and what its benefits are. So warm-ups are typically categorized into non-specific and specific. A non-specific warm-up usually consists of some form of light cardio and some preparatory stretches. For a resistance training session, you can choose any cardio machine. For example, you could simply walk for five to 10 minutes on a treadmill. And then you can do some dynamic stretches. This is important because static stretches may actually decrease your performance. So if you're going to stretch before a workout, you want to make those stretches dynamic. I would also suggest that you make them specific to the session. I know I've just called this part of the warm-up non-specific, but let me explain. If you're going to train your upper body, for example, and you know that your rotator cuff needs warming up for you to feel like you can perform the exercises with a lower risk of injury and with more comfort, then make your dynamic stretches rotator cuff specific. This way, you're going to minimize the time you're going to spend on stretches. You don't need to stretch your entire body and you're going to maximize the results that you get out of those stretches. A specific warm-up, as the name implies, is a type of warm-up that's more specific to the actual workout that you're going to perform. So in resistance training, a specific warm-up would be your warm-up sets. These are sets that you perform before the working sets that you are actually going to log in your logbook on, on, or on your workout app. Importantly, you want your warm-up as a whole to prepare you for the activity, but not to cause excessive fatigue because the goal is to increase your performance. If you're too tired by the time you get to the actual workouts, you're not going to perform well. So you're defeating the purpose of the warm-up. Speaking of purpose, these are the benefits of warming up. As the name suggests, a warm-up increases your core body temperature. 
It also reduces stiffness and improves your range of motion. It increases heart rate and blood flow, which means that oxygen is going to be delivered to the working muscles more quickly, aiding muscular contractions. A warm-up also increases your neuromuscular efficiency, which is the ability of the nervous system to communicate with your muscular systems. The nervous system sends the signal to the muscles to move. So if they're communicating better, this means that your nervous system can better recruit your muscles and individual muscle fibers within a muscle so that you're firing each muscle in the right order when performing a complex movement and also recruiting as many muscle fibers as possible to exert as much force as possible and therefore place as much tension as possible on those fibers and mechanical tension appears to be the main driver of muscle growth. A warm-up, if well done, can also give you psychological benefits because you get mentally ready for the exercise and get in the right frame of mind to train hard. And all of these benefits have as an outcome improved performance and reduced injury risk. In particular, as it pertains to resistance training and hypertrophy, warm-up sets, in my opinion, are very important. I often hear from newer clients that when they start their program, they faff around with how much weight they're supposed to lift and they don't know their intensity of effort just yet. And some of that is certainly practice. I'm not expecting that their first week will be extremely smooth. They're looking at a whole new program. They're getting acquainted with exercises that may be familiar or not. They're maybe thinking about intensity of effort and RPE for the very first time. However, well-performed tactical warm-up sets are really going to help overcome this hurdle. The reason is that if you use these warm-up sets appropriately, you're going to have higher chances of choosing the right load for your first working set, and you're also going to get reacquainted with your intensity of effort. And that will make it easier to rate your intensity of effort using the RPE or RIR scale after your actual working sets. And if you want to read more about warm-up sets, how to perform them and what benefits they have, a great resource is a scientific paper called Warm-Up Strategies for Sport and Exercise, Mechanisms and Applications by McGowan and colleagues, which was published in 2015. So I'm going to leave a link to that in the show notes. Having covered what warm-ups are and what benefits they have, I'm going to discuss how to perform a specific warm-up. I'm not going to spend too long on the non-specific warm-up because, as I said, it should be pretty simple, straightforward, and not take very long. Although, when I say very long, please take it as a relative term because some people may need what other people would consider a longer warm-up, but for them it's just right and it's not therefore very long, whereas other people could get away with what's, what would be considered normally a shorter warm-up and that's also appropriate to them. So 
Importantly, I want to make sure that you know that the duration of your warm-up needs to be individualized to your own needs and goals. You would want the cardiovascular portion to be some light cardio of choice to warm up ideally the main musculature involved in the workout. For example, for a full body session, you could use a cross trainer where you have to hold onto the handles so you move your arms and your legs together to warm up the entire body. For a lower body session, you could use the bike or the treadmill for a light walk. And for an upper body session, you could do some rowing. Then you would move into dynamic stretches if you need any. Not everybody needs dynamic stretches. If they feel already loosened up and warmed up, it really, it really depends on your own individual flexibility levels. And if you do choose to perform dynamic stretches, then I would suggest that you make them specific to certain muscles that you know will benefit from those stretches more than others. And these are muscles that you're going to use within the session. So now that you've performed a non-specific warm-up, you're going to walk up to your first exercise and you're going to perform a specific warm-up. For your warm-up sets, I recommend that you perform them at least on the first exercise training that muscle group. For example, if you're performing a full body session and you're starting with chest and your first exercise is a flat barbell bench press, then, then I would perform your warm-up sets on that exercise. If you then have another exercise or more for the pecs, at that point, after doing the warm-up sets for the bench press and then the bench press working sets, you no longer need to further warm up your pecs. Your pecs will be already very warm, so you can continue training them without further warm-ups. Now, if it's a uh, an upper body session, you're likely going to train shoulders and back as well, or one of the two at the very least. Now, if you're training shoulders after pecs, you may not need any further warm-ups because the delts are often involved in multi-joint or compound lifts for the pecs. For example, you will recruit the front delts on the bench press to a certain extent. But if you're training your back, maybe you may not need an extensive specific warm-up as you did for the bench press, but you might still want to do at least one warm-up set just to feel the exercise, to feel your muscles working before you go into your first exercise for the back. When performing your warm-up sets, I would suggest to keep them to one to four and to choose how many depending on the day. It, there might be a day where you feel more ready to perform and a day where, on the other hand, you really want to make sure that you're practicing your technique and uh, getting a feel for how your body is doing today before going into your working sets. As you go through your warm-up sets, I would suggest that you start from higher repetitions and then gradually decrease them in each warm-up set while increasing the load. And you want to start with a light load and progressively increase this set to set as the reps go down. Now I'm going to give you an example. Let's say that for your working sets, you're planning 10 to 12 reps with 50 kilograms. Your first warm-up set could simply be the empty bar for 10 to 20 reps. 
your second warm-up set could be 30 to 35 kilograms for 8 to 10 reps. The third warm-up set could be 40 to 45 kilograms for 5 to 8 reps. And your final warm-up set could be your working weight, so 50 kilograms, with which, as a reminder, you're aiming to do 10 to 12 reps. But instead, for the final warm-up set, you're going to do a maximum of 3 to 5. You can take as long as you need between sets in order to make sure that you're fully recovered and you're not really fatigued. In general, when your intensity of effort is this low, I don't think that you would need longer than the time it takes to add weight to the bar as rest between the sets. And this is an example where you're doing four sets, but depending on your circumstances, on the time available to you, and importantly, the weight you're going to lift, you may do fewer or you may need as many as four or sometimes even more. In particular, if you are very strong, the heavier the weight you're going to lift, the more warm-up sets you likely may need. Because if you're planning on lifting 100 kilograms, you're not going to go from the empty bar to 100 in a couple of warm-up sets. What's more, as you can tell, your intensity of effort is going to be pretty low relative to your working set. That's the goal. You want to warm up your muscles. You want to get some blood flow to the working muscles. You want to practice your technique and practice your intensity of effort. You don't want to actually perform a hard working set or else you're going to lose the benefits of a proper warm-up. Ultimately, the goal of the warm-up is to ensure that all of your working sets are as high quality as they can be. So that, as I said at the beginning, you're not faffing around with the weight and the number of reps, and then you don't quite know what your intensity of effort is. Because if you are focusing on these other aspects too much, you're going to take focus away from being able to maintain tension on the target muscle from the first rep that you perform. And the more reps you can perform while maintaining tension on the target muscle, the more of a hypertrophic stimulus you are going to generate, which means that in the long run, you are going to get better muscular gains. So that's a wrap for today's podcast. This was short and sweet and hopefully valuable to you. As always, thank you very much for giving me some of your time. If you're looking for a coach to guide you to the physique, mindset, and lifestyle change that you're after, please get in touch using the links in the show notes. I look forward to talking to you again in the next episode. So until next time. Lastly, if you want to support the podcast, and help me reach more people, please leave a five-star rating or review on any podcast platform that you're using. Thank you very much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.